Welcome to Modus Cafe. Join us for fun, lighthearted, and educational conversations around training, athletic longevity, and the human side of climbing with your hosts, Mercedes Pollmeyer and Katya Dev. All right. So in today's podcast, we are going to talk about fear, but we're not going to talk about fear in all of the things that you normally hear about fear and climbing. We're going to be talking about fear in relationship to your confidence. Uh, and what's really cool is that Katya has been doing a lot of uh, deep diving and research into fear. Um, and she just completed a course and I'm really excited to learn so much more about fear from her. Um, and she's been doing some really great things in the Stronger Together group. So today she's going to be sharing some of these really interesting perspectives and some tips on how to deal with fear. Katya, hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Um, so when we're talking about fear, or when you think about fear, and when you work with your clients on fear, like what are we actually talking about? Yeah, it's a really big topic. And hopefully we can, you know, hit some aspects that are commonly not talked about, especially in climbing. Um, but some things I like to talk about when it comes to fear. Let's, let me see if I can make this short for this podcast. Um, the first thing is, that's actually really important for me to share before we talk about fear and confidence. Because the way I like to talk about fear is, as you said, in relation to confidence. Because it's kind of, to me, the antidote to fear, you know? Um, I want to say that fear is very healthy. If there's one message that anybody's taking away from this podcast today I want people to realize that it's okay to be afraid in fact it's really important for us to be afraid there's nothing wrong with fear itself it's sometimes how we handle fear and how we deal with it is I don't want to call it a problem but I think that can hold us back from doing the things that we want to do that's also really important to realize. We are the ones who are making these decisions. We are the ones who decide what we want to do. And we're actually also the ones that decide that we don't want to do these things because of fear. And we do that subconsciously. But it's so important for me to say that fear is really healthy and that it's okay to be afraid. Because I do think that sometimes in the climbing community, well, I said sometimes, I think at least from what I see, a lot of times in the climbing community, we have this idea of bravery and we celebrate bravery. And it's wonderful when people are brave, but I think it sends the signal that we have to be brave or that we have to be bold and have to do these things, you know, like Alex Honnold, you know, really managing his fear really well. I actually use him as, a, as an example. A lot of times, I actually don't think he's as bold as people think. I think he's very calculated. And that's the message I want to send to people. I really like, I really think I, I took this fear course and I really love helping people work with their fear. That's why I'm here, right? That's my coaching that I love to do. However, I'm so proud of people for taking the first step and saying, I don't want to do something because I'm afraid. Like even just realizing they're afraid, that's the first step. And the second step is that um, climbing is inherently dangerous. So I just did this coaching call on our community, Stronger Together. And I think one of the members had kind of a tender moment when she told me, 
And she told me the story in this way that she made fun of herself in a deprecating way. How she didn't want to step on that ledge because it seemed slippery and she's really afraid of trying. And I told her that I am proud of her for not just doing the thing out of, you know, for the sake of not appearing to be weak or fearful. I, I really congratulate her for listening to herself and not putting herself into that situation that maybe could have been dangerous. Now I was in there, I don't know if it was dangerous, but it's really important for us to realize climbing is a dangerous sport. So when we are afraid, the first thing what we wanna do is we wanna assess. We wanna assess to make sure is the situation that we're in actually safe? And now it's obviously not black or white, it's a, it's a continuum, it's a gray spectrum. So we have to assess what is the risk and are we willing to take that risk? And once we've done these two things, then we can work on a fear. So the way I like to work on fear is to welcome it and kind of like bringing along onto this journey to have it be as this checkpoint that does keep us safe. You know, I've done a lot of things myself that are dangerous. Um, and I feel like I've done a lot of things with my fear. This is actually one way of how I got into this fear coaching is that throughout my life, and this could be, I don't want to digress, but people have always told me that they think I'm not afraid. They're like, Katya, you just don't seem afraid. When on the inside, I feel like I'm always afraid. And people would tell me, Katya, you seem so confident. And I would always be like, well, I think I'm just so not confident that it makes me confident because I'm not afraid of failing because I feel like I'm already a failure. I mean, this is maybe an extreme statement, but you know, it was just all, I just realized over the years, I realized why people said this. And that is because I think I learned that I'm just able to do things with my fear. You know, I bring it along. And I feel like fear has also kept me safe, you know, in many situations. And I think it's important to listen to it. And I also want to give people this one other nugget um, on their way, which is think about this. Let's say you're on a climb specifically and you are just really afraid to do something. And how do you think you're gonna perform if you're really afraid? You know, if you're really afraid, chances are good you're not gonna perform well either. So then it makes the likelihood of you falling even higher. So what it's really important is, I like to call this the balloon. <laughs> You know, when we talk about fear of falling specifically in climbing, you can apply this to other um, aspects of fear, although I'll share with you how I like to work on fear. But specifically for the fear of falling, which is a unique fear that we have in climbing, it's important to work on our comfort zone like a balloon. And what that means is for people watching, what we want to do is we want to kind of go into the discomfort zone. But so we want to stretch that balloon's balloon slightly. So it doesn't pop. That's what's important. If we can stretch that balloon slightly, but then get back into our comfort zone to train our nervous system to realize that this uncomfortable zone was actually fine. But the problem is we really have to have that uncomfortable zone be fine. If we push ourselves so far that this uncomfortable zone turns into like this big fear, the balloon is going to pop. And now we made the situation worse because the fight or flight system kicked in. 
And as soon as the fight or flight system kicked in, I mean, most of us who know what it feels like when it kicks in, we can't think straight. You know, we can't, we can barely breathe. Like our bodily functions really take over our mind. And that's a really difficult place to be in, in terms of performance. It's really hard to perform. And often it makes whatever we were afraid of worse. Let's say the fear of climbing, if people just push themselves to a degree that they were so uncomfortable, it's actually probably going to make it worse. So the idea is to stretch the balloon really, really gently and come back down. To give a practical example um, that I like to give some clients is either for bouldering or for climbing on ropes would literally be like fall in your comfort zone. Just even try that. Um, that could be for bouldering, literally falling on the first move or, you know, falling at the bowl to where you're not actually falling. You know, like you have to decide what's your comfort zone. It could be that you're not actually falling, but you're just letting go and taking even just that. And then you slowly want to work up um, into feeling more comfortable with falling specifically. But as I said, falling is a very... Um, specific fear to climbing and as i just told you before we started mercedes i actually find that often um fear of falling is a very normal fear all of us have it <laughs> i don't believe anybody who tells me they don't have it it's totally fine um but what i find is that often it's not actually the fear of falling that's holding us back it's an easy language that we can use but um often there's maybe in addition to fear of falling also underlying fears that can hold people back um that could have to do with you know fear of being weak fear of not being good enough fear of being judged you know um and this is kind of the work that i actually do with my confidence coaching as i like to call it is um to help people to get to the root of their fears. Because only when we find the root of our fears can we um, work with that fear. Because that fear is trying to tell us something. And that fear has protected us in our lives at some point. It is there for a good reason. And so it's then just a matter of realizing, is that fear actually still keeping me safe right now or not? And that's the question we want to answer. And that's true for, um, climbing in terms of falling too. We always want to make sure that our gear is solid, that the pads for bouldering are placed well. All of that, it's so important. This is why it is important to listen to that fear. I actually, we just talked about this Mercedes. Um, I live in Salt Lake City and we did just have an accident here where someone died on, I believe it was a 5-7. And so I don't want people to think that fear and grades are related, not at all. You know, it's not at all. I think fear is really there to tell you or to ask the question, am I being safe? This could be practically speaking in terms of your gear and your fall zone. It's really important to think about your fall zone. But this could also be um, more theoretical in terms of, um, you know, feeling afraid of judgment, being afraid of, you know, being seen as being weak um being afraid of not being good enough you know this kind of goes into performance anxiety a little bit too um a lot of athletes their fears are not necessarily fears of falling but fears of not performing and what's the underlying cause for that those are the kinds of things that i really like to talk about
Hmm. Yeah, so it seems like all of these, like we use fear of falling as like the package uh, in climbing and the package actually has all of these layers of more of like internalized fear of yourself, like fear of success, fear of being a failure, fear of not being part of the culture, like people who don't necessarily call themselves climbers because they don't feel like they belong, um, for sure. And, and so with, with that, like, I know that you had some really profound realizations during your fear course for yourself. Um, how would you, would you like to share like one of those with us? Um, yeah, so I took this fear course recently. Um, because this fear course was um, divided into two parts. The first part was I was being coached on my own fears. And the second part was how to coach other people in fear. And that is actually why I took this course because I have always loved the mindset work, but I wanted to be able to dive deeper um, into people's fears. And specifically, again, I like to call this confidence coaching. And I, I think they too, they go together in terms of confidence really just means con with and fidence means fidera it's i think it's latin oh please don't quote me in that means trust so confidence really just means with trust and self-confidence and really it means with trust in oneself and i think that is really powerful because that is actually what i have seen a lot in climbers is that they lack the belief and the confidence in themselves for being able to do something. And even one of our athletes in the membership, she said this thing, Mercedes, I haven't even told you that. She shared with me that she thought she could not do something, but just having you be there and tell her that she's got it, she can do it, made her feel like she could do it. And this is really how I got into this work of fear is actually, I, I always have seen this work. I've always seen people like not believe themselves or like have this lack of confidence. And turns out what's underlying that is actually fear. And I want to say, too, confidence does not mean that one thinks I can do it. Because, you know, especially with climbing, we might try really hard things. So it is hard to really know I can do it. I mean, we can get there. I think one can get there, that you can really know that you can do it. But more importantly, where we want to start is that we can feel like we can try and we have a chance of doing it. And we certainly also know that we are strong enough to accept failure and deal with that too. Because sometimes we prevent ourselves from trying the very thing that we want to do because we're afraid of feeling. That's like the biggest revelation I took from the fear course is that the fears that we have prevent us from doing the things that we want to do. And often that's a self-fulfilling prophecy because then it's um, that fear feeding itself because then it reflects on that, oh, then we are afraid of this very thing happening. Okay, this was very um, abstract, but um, let's say, I don't know, I'm making this up, this example, but let's say someone, let's say we've worked with someone, someone is really afraid of um, actually, injury could be an easy example. It's not as deep, but let's say someone is really afraid of falling and then injuring themselves, right? And they're afraid of injuring themselves because what they want to do is climb, right? They're like, oh, if I'm if I'm injured, I can't climb anymore. 
but that fear of injury prevents them from climbing because they're not trying the climbs they want to climb because they're afraid of injuring themselves, but then they're not doing the thing anyway. And once we get into these situations, that is where we do the work of figuring out what is the actual root cause and then how can we transform it and what it is, is it that we really want to do. And I like to combine sort of the theoretical kind of like talking modus with also some practical tips that I have, especially for climbers, of how we can deal with that. And for example, for the fear of injury, um, sometimes what can come down to is like other fears or other worries that impact, like let's say you get injured and you don't know what else to do. Let's say you can't even climb it, you can't do other things. And then we work through those modalities. What does that mean? Let's say, what does it mean if you can't work? What does it mean if you can't walk? What does it mean if you can't do all these things? And these are obviously all very extreme situations that our brain goes to. And so we work through all of these different situations and then we ask the question, okay, we've worked through them and how likely are these events gonna happen? And are you willing to take the risk? And are you willing to do the practice that we just talked about to make you still feel good in the case of injury? You know, because most people who have gotten injured in climbing have been fine. You know this as a coach, you've coached over a thousand athletes, right? Most people are fine. And it's just a matter of how we work through it. And that's what I love to do. Obviously, I have my own fears of like injury, for example. <laughs> and I work through them too. But that is one of the things I took away from the course. And the second thing that I took away is that I also see in athletes, I see it in myself, I see it in lots of people, is that we are afraid of fear. We don't like seeing our own fears. We don't want to admit that we're afraid. Because we don't want to be weak. We think in our society that admitting to fear is weakness. And it's just really sad because it's just holding us back so much in so many ways. Okay. Thank you for yeah. letting me talk so much. I love talking yeah. about it. Yeah. And well, I... I feel like any time that I do talk to people about fear, that there has to be a way to move past it. Like, oh, it's something that we can fix. Uh, like, oh, I shouldn't have fear. Like, how do I get rid of it? Mm -hmm. But that's actually not the answer. Uh, so what is the answer, Katya? <laughs> can you share maybe one or two tips on like, like, what is it that we're actually trying to do? <laughs> like we're not trying to move past it like how can we move past it um oh, I love what you said Mercedes yeah. and I want to say too um because I actually really believe in this like very philosophically there's so many ways to approach growth mindset anything we do um I like to offer one perspective on how to work with fear um of course I want to say different things work for different people so if this resonates with you I you know, talk to me about it, message me. If this does not resonate with you, that's great. Maybe you're finding your own ways of dealing with fear. That's everybody's personal journey. I just want to say that before I share my number one tip on what to do with fear, I don't want to make it sound like this is the only way. Um, but as you just said, Mercedes, I do think that we often think fear is this nuisance. You know, it's like, 
this mole in my face. Is this called mole? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like this nuisance in my life, I just want to get rid of it, right? And it doesn't work unless maybe there's people who've gotten rid of fear like all together. But um, I think it's just a matter of being able to work with that fear and and kind of maybe quieten that voice, like being able here, that's another way of putting it, being able to change the volume on that fear. Let's say first, what some of us have to practice first is actually turning up the volume to listen to it. So if that fear is not being heard by you and not seen, you're not wanting to admit to it, it's gonna keep banging at that door. It wants to be heard because it's trying to protect you. It's like this anxious mom at the playground who just yells at their kid. It just wants to be heard. So you understand the risk. You as Mercedes, you know, let's say if fear is coming up, if you always push it away and not actually listen to it, it's going to keep coming. But if you actually want to work with it, give it a chance to have a voice and tell you, well, what are you actually afraid of? What are you actually afraid of? And is this actually a real threat? As I said before, a lot of the fears that we have underlying, they do come from a place, from an experience that we have had in our lives that were really hurtful to us. So fear pops up because it wants to protect us from the same thing happening again. And that is great. You know, it's like a parent protecting their child, except what the child needs to learn, which is what we need to learn is to listen to our own inner voice and have the trust in ourselves. And that is also why I said confidence does not even mean knowing I can 100% do it, but knowing I have a real good chance of being able to do this. And if I don't, I'm able to handle whatever comes at me, you know? Um, so yeah, my tip is to not try to get rid of fear, but try to work with fear and using that volume dial to maybe lower the volume when we think it's not appropriate for that fear. And one practical example, because we, you know, fear of falling is one, let's say you're on a sport climb, all the bolts are like newly bolted, you know, you're high above the ground, like you've kind of checked all the safety, you know, checks for yourself, you have a good nod, you have a good belayer, all the safety checks are checked, you are actually safe to fall. Now that's a time where you want to lower that volume of your fear and like move with it. Mm. So that's how I like to work with fear. Yeah. And fear also does, I want to just mention this because it did come up in one of our coaching calls um, recently too, is that people have mentioned this, which I think is wonderful, that fear is not steady um, or linear. And what that means is some days we are more afraid of some things than other days. And again, that's it's important to listen to that. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say. That's totally fine, especially for women. I do really think that our cycle changes us on a daily basis. But even for men, you know, it could be that, you know, you've gotten less sleep or whatever. Honestly, it doesn't even matter. But it could be that the voice of your fear is louder some days than others. So what made you be not afraid one day might cause some fear the other day. And that's totally okay. It's totally okay. That's all I'm saying. But there is a way of working with it, listening to it, getting to the root, and then kind of learning to work with that fear and hopefully realize the goal would be to realize um, that it is safe to do whatever you want to do. 
in spite of the risk. Awesome. Thank yeah. you for sharing all of that. I know this was like literally just like a pin drop in like all of the things that <laughs> you could be working on and all of the things that you could be teaching us. Um, and, you know, we we do have coaching calls and Stronger Together that uh, Kachi has been talking about fear. Um, and Kachi also offers this in one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and there is like a system to it and it's all individualized and, you know, like you could definitely start learning to work with your fear. Um, well, thank you so much, Katya. Was there anything else? Um, I think that's it. I think maybe before we started this podcast, I didn't want to do this podcast today because I thought I couldn't talk about it in just, you know, a brief format. So maybe we can do another one. I really just want to share again, I've mentioned before how trying to really get to what fear is causing you to not want to try a certain climb that it might not be fear of falling i actually did have a, a athlete recently who we worked on and specifically mindset because she could tell her mindset was holding her back um more so than her than her strength or skill and the first call that we had was all about fear of falling because again most people think it's fear of falling and we talked about that but i also you know offered the opportunity that there might be other things going on the second call we talked about other fears that came up right away um that were not fear of falling because what i do too is i give people homework to do and based on the homework that um, our athlete did we identified well actually there's something else going on and we talked about that and it was kind of amazing actually um i mean different people work with fear differently but then she ended up sending the hardest grade she'd ever sent that day after we had a second call which is what kept her from trying hard was some of the fears that were coming up and I don't know I mean I guess I'm not saying that I have the magic formula I actually really believe that all I do is I'm just this canvas for people to explore themselves you know, that's all I do as a coach. I just ask questions. I don't even give, I mean, I do give homework, but more so for people to, you know, listen and learn for themselves. And it was kind of amazing to see that. And I think that's the last thing I wanted people to say is to encourage them to think about maybe what are some other fears holding them back? Because once you identify them, you might be able to work on them and do the things you want to do. Okay. And we'll awesome. do another podcast on this at some point where we talk about other yeah. fears if you yeah. want to. That sounds great. Maybe yeah. we'll do listener questions. I would love that. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, that is a good idea. Great. All right. Thanks so much, Katya. And we will check back in with everyone else very soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. A few things before you go. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast or left a review yet, I would love for you to do that. It really does mean a lot to us when we hear from our listeners and it also helps future listeners. If you also haven't subscribed to my newsletter, I suggest you also do that because every week I give climbing training tips, recovery tips, and nutrition tips. I'll also tell you when my one-on-one -on -one openings are and future climbing training programs available. All right, thanks again.